Hey everyone, it's Billy with Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail Podcast, and on this episode, I talked with Kyle McAlarney. We talked about BKFT camping, we talked about Raccoon Creek, Kyle's new pro staff deals, and we also found out what Kyle's wife made him for his birthday dinner. It's pretty impressive. All right, guys, hope you enjoy the episode. We are officially recording. So, guys, this is Billy here, and I'm here with Kyle McAlarney. Kyle, what is going on, buddy? Not a whole lot. Just John talking to you. Man, I really appreciate you coming on here. Um, You are, now I might embarrass you a little bit, you're hands down one of the nicest people I met fishing and with this whole experience in um 2021 well thanks but i think i got you fooled i don't know you might <laughs> no man it's it's great you know we um i met you for the first time well i don't know if it was the first time because you've been around raccoon creek you've been around all those guys um for a little while now but one of the first times i really remember having, you know, meaning, meaningful conversation with you was down at the Raccoon Creek um, BKFT event that we had where we camped out. Yeah. The cold weekend. Yeah. It was, I don't know how much story you want to get into that, but yeah, that was a good weekend. Well, it depends what kind of stories you're going to tell. Oh, I just wondered R rated G rated (laughs) embarrassing moments. Well, okay. You know what? Here's the thing. So the camping, I love the camping and, and maybe we'll get into fast forward where we all went to East Harbor state park and, and the kids were there and and all of our families were there. And there was lots of, you know, we had more cooking and more meals and the kids got to meet each other. I do want to get into that because for me and from a family perspective, that was amazing. Um, So I do want to circle back to that, but BKFT um, Bobby brought moonshine. Yes. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's not moon. Is it even called moonshine? You can, you can make the stuff. He's not selling it. So, right. It's, he, he makes it and then shares it with people. Yeah. So it's, I think it's legal that way. Maybe. I think it's legal. If it's not, his name is not Bobby. It's somebody else. Right. Matt Davis makes the <laughs> illegal. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, but it was, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, Raccoon Creek, even when I go back a couple of years ago, the first time I ever camped there for a tournament, I noticed there were, you know, this group of tents over here and people over there. But once it gets late and the, and the fire's out, you know, the fire, everyone has their fire going and they're cooking and everyone's hanging out and talking and um, everyone just mingles and everyone talks to everyone. And it's just a huge family atmosphere. And that, that's what that was like that night and you're right it was cold it was very cold yeah and it's it doesn't matter what a weekend you go to raccoon creek it's the same it's always family atmosphere when you're there so yeah man and then the um you know with the i I feel like i keep saying this with covid but pre-covid um dustin hoy and bobby hoy they had the first year i was there they had a karaoke um scene so on that little stage they have 
over by the big campfire, they had some people come in and they did karaoke and, um, you know, cause you could do that. You could get up and sing and be close to people and all that. So I can't wait for something like that to come back in. Um, maybe, maybe spoiler alert, maybe not. We're, we're trying to do something like that this year, right? We're, we're getting actual bands or yeah. singers coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So some live music, a lot um, going on for the kids. They were, did you go down there when they had that big water slide? I did not. I missed that. I don't know what they did that for, but I mean, it must've been in the summer, but down at Raccoon Creek, they rented this giant water slide and they put it on their Facebook page. Um, they're going to rent. I think they're going to rent that again in June for the BKFT event. So the kids can get, you know, go down the slide. I was thinking you and I could go down the slide probably. Oh, I'm in for it. All right. That'll, that'll be fun. Um, hey, and then speaking of uh, Raccoon Creek Facebook, I remember Dustin saying something about their Facebook page was was hacked, right? It was. It was hacked and taken over and then couldn't get it back. So, Yeah, so if, yeah, I guess if you used to follow Raccoon Creek, go find the page that has like five or 6,000 and then find the one that only has like 500 and like the one with 500 because that's the real page right get back because if you're following the old one you're not following anything new there's a lot going on so yeah and then I re- uh, th- that happened like maybe two years ago it happened with venom lures i was um i don't i don't remember what i was doing but i got a message and it told me you know click this link you've been entered into a contest or you won the contest it told me i won and i was like what and then it linked back to a either Instagram or Facebook for Venom Lures. And then Venom Lures had to come out and put something on their Facebook saying, hey, everyone go report this is fraud, whatever. It was kind of, kind of irritating, but. You knew it had to have been a fraud when it said you won. I know. I don't win anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. Um, no, man, but I, I, I do love the camping, uh, the BKFT. Um, in when I when I think about you know meeting you and talking with you and, and everyone you know Chris English and Bobby and Matt and everyone do you got how much did you camp this year? Uh, I think more than you because there was a couple times it was close enough and you didn't camp so you missed out on a lot. And then a couple times you did camp I didn't because I live close. I think I had one and then a couple I didn't go to but yeah. Yeah, so I know we have the the BKFT schedule should be coming out pretty soon. And I think I might look at that where even if it's close, I might just go camp anyway, just because of that experience. And you were talking about the East West Harbor last year as a family. I'm hoping the Raccoon Creek this year being in June when it's warmer, that's going to be our family, family camping down there. Yeah, definitely. Um you know, last year it was in the spring. And so there were a couple things you mentioned the weather. I didn't know if the creeks were flooded. It was kind of colder. And then I don't know if the kids were even out of school yet. No, they were still, well, they were, they were homeschooled. Weren't they? Everybody was kind of still on the, Oh, were they still doing that? Some of them were. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well this year and listen, don't listen. Don't take any dates 
that you hear on this podcast as the absolute. Go to the website, BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com and <laughs> figure it out on there because I mess up dates all the time. But right now, I think it's going to be like the, the first weekend in June is going to yeah. be the Raccoon Creek event. So that's what you're talking about, Kyle. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good warm weather. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like you said, live music and all that. Well, listen, man, I want to jump in to talk about some other things because I've kind of personally, you know, I've done better this year than I did last year. I think we all kind of get better at fishing the more we do it. But I'm looking back at some of the photos of some of the fish that you've caught. I mean, you caught a 21 inch largemouth. You know, you fish some kbf events talk to me a little bit about just your year and where you know where you started this year and then where how it kind of ended oh where i started this year and where it ended there's a lot in between there oh it started my year started january 23rd when i went to raccoon creek and i upgraded to my new bonafide 127 and then that's what, what took off. I spent two months putting it together, rigging it out, changing things, uh, built a kayak trailer, and had one test in the Ohio River before we took off to Florida. Um, previously, the only thing, the biggest water I'd been in in a kayak was one of the AEP strip mine lakes. So that was completely different for me heading from from that to the Ohio River and then down to Lake Ida in Florida. Um, so before that, before January, um, what were you fishing out of? I had a Vibe Sea Ghost 110. Mid-range, cheaper, turtled it twice. We're going to have to edit that part out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, I mean, this was my first year fishing events. Last year was just fun fishing, following Bobby around, learning things. Because I hadn't fished for, well, my oldest is 13. So it's been 13 years since I really picked up a fishing pole since the last I fished tournaments. And that wasn't even in the kayak. I was just bank fishing with a local group. So uh, getting getting into a kayak was a whole new game. But this year from last year, I definitely did better. Um, but that's thanks to, you know, a lot of people that I, I met this year through, uh, Raccoon Creek and their team and then meeting people like you and Kevin Sams and everybody else that just, everybody that we fish with in the BKFT is, is great. They share knowledge, get together, you know, nobody hides nothing from anybody. So it's a great, great group to be involved in if you want to learn how to fish. So. Yeah, it, it really is because you think about I've never fished, you know, the glitter boats, you know, those tournaments or whatever, but you do kind of get the and there, I know there's a lot of at the at the top level. There's a lot of um, there's a lot at stake for some of those anglers, you know, in the in the big boats. So m maybe just over time, it's evolved into that. Um, and I know kayak fishing is kind of evolving to more you know, there are some, I don't want to say pro leagues or whatever, but I mean, man, just looking back at this, this, this Hobie tournament that they had, and they've got the Bassmaster and KBF 
you know, that, that tournament that was down there, that's just insane, man. The top level kayak tournament is, is, is insane, but you know, you're hundred percent right that at the local level, it is still, you, you can meet three or four people on a camping trip that you didn't know. Yeah. You know, you talk about Kevin Sands or Jason Lyle or whatever. You just, you go, you think you've met all the people and then you keep meeting more people. And it's, to me, that is so fun. And I know Sean Skidmore said it before that he, I think he said, I might be, I might've made that up. I think he's the one that said that he looks forward to that even more than sometimes than these tournaments. Oh yeah. I think we all do. We all enjoy just hanging out and camping. That's the, the best part of the whole trip. I mean, we get to catch fish. That's a bonus, but yeah. And then the food, um, man, you guys, you guys had a fish fry. We, you guys were catching the fish at Lake Erie, right? Uh, no, Stolbaum brought some. Okay. Now I caught a catfish at uh, mosquito and brought it back and we fried it up. So you did a cook and clean. So we should, uh, we should make that a thing. We should record that. Um, and maybe you did, and I just didn't see it. I don't know. Mm, I think I was pre, pre GoPro. Yeah. I didn't have a GoPro on at the time. You do have that, one, uh, that 360 GoPro. How do you like that? Oh, oh, it's amazing. Well, I don't know if I should say it amazing. Nobody should get one because they're really difficult to operate and edit. I'm lying. It's it's really easy, but if you guys don't do it, then it makes my videos look even better. So, um, yeah, it's the easiest way to record anything. It gets everything. It doesn't miss a thing. Yeah, it, it happens in front of you or behind you. It catches it. So yeah, like so, it has a camera, obviously a 180 camera in the front and back, and I think it's a little wider than 180 even, and then it yeah. stitches it together. If you hold it in your hand, and take a picture, you don't see the camera. You just see everything around it. Yeah, it catches everything, fills in the gaps. That is that is pretty cool. And then have you found the like the best place on your kayak that you like to mount it? And then have you moved it around on your kayak? Uh I've moved it a little bit. I've tried higher or lower, but the main I like it in the front of the boat. I'm thinking about trying to make a mount to put it on top of the motor. I think that would be the best place because sometimes the motor does get in the way, but in the in the videos, but the front of the boat, that's the best to have it. Okay, in the front. And then I do like, I've seen some of yours and some of Bobby. And for everyone listening that I don't know how many new people we might get. Every time I say Bobby, I'm talking about Robert Weicker. Um, yeah, I'm going to mention Bob that later too. If I say Bobby, it's Robert. You know, he'll tell you anybody that calls him Robert owes him money. I will never call him Robert. <laughs> Wait a minute. He works for the McElarneys, doesn't he? Do you? Yeah, I do kind of owe him money at least once a yeah, week. Yeah, y'all but... pay him like weekly <laughs> or bi-weekly. <laughs> yeah. That's funny though. No, but I I've seen some of your your videos and still photos that you guys will post. And there is something about that that shot from the front of your boat where if, if it's a hook set or sometimes the fish is coming up and you grab your net and like, you know, the fish will jump right before you put it in the net. And you can just freeze that that frame with the 360 with the GoPro 360, and that is it's one of my favorite images. Yeah, it it, it all the video is just you can slow it down frame by frame, and you can just pause it and get the perfect. I don't know what they call it a hero shot. Yeah, you can get your hero shots, and then you know edit it. it it's amazing. 
in which if you know you look at some of my pictures from beginning of the year to this year it, it's crazy how it goes from amateur to now the pictures are really turning out nice yeah man and then i like you you'll do um some of those photos and i don't know if you're editing with you know a different program or if it's within the gopro app or whatever but those are like some hdr images you know the high dynamic range and it takes me back i started doing photography in like the early 2000s and you had to do three exposures um you do perfectly exposed and overexposed for the highlight and then underexposed then you had to stitch them together it would take maybe 30 minutes to get an hdr image and some of these images that you have they're like perfect old school hdr and um and it's like the perfect angle so and i've said it before to you 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 guys are going to cost me some money because I'm going to end up buying one of those damn 360 cameras. Just as long as you use it the way it's supposed to. Don't just use it as a regular GoPro. We'll teach you how to edit the 360 videos. It's not hard. Well, even better. Yeah. See, it's just like just like fishing. Yeah, and then your your fancy HDR is all in an iPhone. It's just the Snapseed app that's on your phone. Yeah. You go in and do the landscape thing and it it pops it up in five seconds and you're done. Yeah. It's that's crazy that the phone can do it in just a few seconds where it used to take forever. Um, you mentioned Florida. So you said raccoon Creek, you bought the, uh, your 127, and then you went down to Florida. So I did want to talk about that a little bit because I've been fortunate enough to also be invited to that trip. So Tell me a little bit about Florida and the peacock bass and all that. Oh, it's amazing. Um, it's, I think it's something everybody that's ever fished always wants to do is go catch peacock bass. It's, it's on their bucket list and it, it should be. Um, I'd never caught a peacock bass and I've never caught a smallmouth bass until this year. So everybody kept telling me, it's all it's like catching smallmouth. I'm like, well, I don't know how to catch those either. So I don't know what that feels like. So we get down there. And, uh, you know, we're using spinning reels and uh, flipping and throwing under docks. And, and the way they've been doing it for years, they took a guide out and, uh, you know, they'll catch four or five maybe in a day. And that's a good day. And, you know, I was excited. You know, that sounds cool to me. i never done it. So we get down there and start doing it and flipping. And, you know, finally caught my first one. And I just – it was unbelievable. These things fought. You talked to – it was the size of a truck when you hooked one. So – and it takes a while to, to get them in, but they're the strongest, hardest fighting fish you've ever caught. Um, and with the new motors that we put, me and Bobby put on our boats, the water, it was windy. We had 25 mile an hour winds while we were there. So everybody's kind of, you know, everybody else was paddling and they're paddling around and they're going through these small channels and fishing these small docks. And I'm go around and I come back through and Bobby waves me down. He said, Hey, come over here. And I was like, all right. So we get up there beside this dock in the middle of the big part of the lake with the wind blowing and we spot locked at a dock on one of these big, huge, I don't know, probably a million or two dollar house. I'd say a million or two. It's probably four or five. But uh, we're sitting there at, at this dock and we casted and we pulled 50 fish, peacock bass out from one dock in an afternoon. They just, they just stack up. 
it's it's crazy how they just all stack under this dock just for shade. Huge lake, and they're all right in one spot. Um, so later on, they we get back to the house, and all the guys were, oh, you know, everybody's telling me we caught three or four, or this guy caught six. And they asked me and me and Bobby because that was our first time down there doing it, and they didn't see us all day. Well, how'd you guys do? And Bobby's like, well, I caught 28, and, you know, Kyle caught 23. And they're like, what? There's no <laughs> way you caught that many. So luckily we had a – Bobby had his original GoPro. So we had video footage. but So now everybody else that's going this year's got motors on their boats. They all bought motors this year and added them to it. I've been watching some YouTube videos. And I know what you're saying with the canals. The water is super clear. And then it seems like they're all, they're always in South Florida, like the Miami area. Cause these yeah, are we the, were yeah. 15 minutes North of Miami where we go Lake Ida. So, okay. And I, it, I did catch a 20 inch peacock while I was down there. Ooh. Yeah. Which last year was the first year I ever caught a 20 inch fish. So I started this year off with a 20 inch peacock. So it was pretty cool. And they're super pretty. Oh yeah. I can't wait to see them in person because when you see, you know, the first time you see like a, to me anyway, like a 17 or an 18 inch largemouth, you just don't realize you see pictures, but once you have it in your hands and you have it in your boat, you're like, this is so, this is amazing. So I, I kind of hope that the, the, just the, how amazing that peacock bass is. I hope that translates the same way, you know, the colors, and everything just comes out. Oh, every one of them is is as pretty as the next one. So, yeah. And they're ambush fish. I mean, they're 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 predatory fish. I don't know how they got here. I think probably someone brought them to Florida and released them, and then they just took over. So, um, but super aggressive, right? Right. You know when the dog's out of peacock bass because you'll catch a largemouth or two after the fact, and you know that's there's no peacock left. That's when the largemouth come back in. Okay. Um, what about, um, what about gators? Did you see many gators? No, I wanted to, didn't see a one. We even, we went to, uh, around Kissimmee to Dustin's house for two days and he's got a, a little place there on the lake where we stayed before we went to down towards Miami and there wasn't any, any gators there. Now there's, there's bear at, around Kissimmee, but no gators because we were going to sleep in our tent cots outside and his mom lives across the street, says, you you might not want to do that. There is a bear. So, <laughs> yeah, we slept inside. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Well, um, so you so you went there, and then when you came back from Florida, I can only imagine how jacked up you must have been to get to the next tournament. Do you even remember if it was, if it was KBF or it was BKFT when you it got was- back from Florida? BKFT, Raccoon Creek Tournament, first one to start the year off. I was pumped. I was excited. Just got done catching a bunch of fish, and we get to go down to Raccoon Creek, you know, at the, the home outfitter and go fishing for two days. And, yeah, I was excited. I was ready to go. Okay. So I had them backwards. I was thinking you went to Florida, and then and uh, you went to – I was thinking Raccoon Creek and then Florida, but it was the other way around. Other way around, yeah. It was two weeks, yeah, two two weeks or three weeks after we got back from Florida was the the first tournament. So, okay. And then I remember we went to, 
I think it was Mosquito Creek. And I feel like you did pretty good at that tournament, too. I did. I didn't do as good as you did. You did, though. Well, I was hoping you would say that. Yeah, you're welcome. You paid me to say it. <laughs> I did. I did. OK. <laughs> I mean, they were they were in a spot, you know, but um, yeah. Yeah, but you did good. You did good. At that yeah, we tournament. fished close to each other because you did sneak up on me and was going to get a picture of that pike that I caught at 32 inch pike. But I just dropped it in the water before you said you were behind me. See, I kept thinking all year, I was thinking that was a muskie. So you that was a pike. Yeah, 32-inch pike. Yeah, because I thought it was a bass. And I saw you I saw you net it and bring it up out of the water. And from far away, I'm blind. So from far away, man, I thought you had a 20-inch bass or something. Oh, I did too. I was talking to my wife on the phone while I was fishing, and I hooked that thing and I'm like, oh honey, there's the money fish. I was all pumped and it come up, got right next to the boat and I started, you know, probably said a foul word or two. And she's like, what, what happened to come off? I'm like, no, it's a pike. But had you caught pike before? No, no. I mean, it was, it was, it was exciting to catch it and it was a big one. It was a good fight, but you know, I was, I was there for largemouth that day. Yeah. I hear you. And then, um, I, I caught a pike at East Harbor and I think you saw me catch that maybe. Mm, i've seen you after okay i think you were over closer to to bobby at that time no i was like i was like over by the by the canal uh the the boat where the boat traffic so but i, I didn't know if you i guess i would have been pretty far i away. wasn't far from you yeah, yeah you were far you were right. the closest other person i think alex roberts saw it and then you were the next person that would have yeah because i was closer there because i give up on my first spot and went down there and then i caught my limit right there where i found you at so yeah um but you, you did go to east harbor too right i did that was i was at raccoon creek was the first one i goose egg both days so that my year started horrible at tournament fish but then i went to east harbor east west harbor and we had what 92 anglers in that one and i finished in i finished 15th so then i was i was pretty pumped um i got my first taste of points there because i was just happy to fish i wasn't expecting to do any good this year just i was going to learn and end up 15th at east west harbor yeah and then um i know as the season kind of progressed there were a bunch and i'm, I'm not trying to put you in the category with me but there were a bunch of us that were way outside the top 20 just trying to trying to get in and then tell me a little bit about how as it got closer like how bad did you want to get into the classic? And then, you know, what'd you do to actually get in? Uh, to get in, uh, by the skin of my teeth, I got lucky, I think, because I had a great first part of the year, you know, the first, what, four or five tournaments. And then I had a good online finish um, the weekend for the Ironman. I fished with, with Matt Davis, but then uh, I didn't do some of the river tournaments because I don't see myself much as a, a, a river guy, but, I'm learning. I did learn at Kentucky Lake to fish some creeks, but so I kind of took some time off. And then when I tried to get back in to make sure I qualified for the classic, I hit a slump and I was kind of stressing it, you know, but I was like, but if I get in, I get in. If I don't, I don't. It's my first year. And then, you know, to see some of you guys, you know, like you, you come from what, 36th, the last couple of weeks and just made a huge jump and got in. I mean, it was exciting to watch. I mean, I don't ever root against anybody. So, you know, yeah. kind of root for everybody. 
Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you, I learned a couple of years ago anyway, by watching some of the other anglers, you just have to look at the, for me anyway, you look at the schedule and you go, okay, well, I got this tournament coming up and then this one, if you know, there's tournaments that you can't fish, I could see where an angler would get a little stressed out, but no matter if it's, you know, KBF or Bassmaster or what it is, if you know, you're fishing the entire trail, which I knew I was, I knew that, okay, I just need to improve. I need to slow down, look at the weather, look at the pattern, time of year, figure out where the fish are supposed to be, go put the work in. Like I, I joked around a lot on the podcast and stuff about not, I don't know what I'm doing and stuff like that, but um, you know how it is behind the scenes. We, we all put a lot of work in. Oh yeah. You know, and you did the same thing and you, you qualified. Um, then you didn't camp cause it was your birthday. I'm kidding. It was, it was, also- well, it was my birthday. My wife was making me a dinner you know, that's the one night I get whatever I want. She doesn't complain. She doesn't complain anyhow, but I, you know, birthday dinner. I got to come home for that. She can hear you talking right now. She's what? right beside me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was, so what, what did you get? What was the birthday dinner? Oh crap. You put me on the spot. I didn't okay, write that. Well, well, next year, what would, what, what's good? What's it going to be next year? That's another thing. I got time to think about it. What did I have? Oh yeah. I don't know how I forgot that. She actually ran the smoker and did a tomahawk steak for me. Oh my goodness. Woo. Yeah. So I can't believe I forgot that. I'm going to get beat. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. And then was it your birthday was Saturday and then the classic this year was a two day tournament. Yeah. So you ate that tomahawk steak Saturday night. How'd you even make it Sunday morning to the tournament? Did you? I didn't. I actually overslept. So well, I that didn't explain that. Yeah, I caught one fish at the classic. So it was enough. To, I knew I got points because I'd fished with Jason Isaac. He like, I said, I don't know if there's any way. I mean, it's winner take all. And then you know, I finished in the top 20. I wasn't fighting to get, you know, 10th or 11th place. It, it, no big deal. You know, winner take all. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to stay home and spend the day with the family. I didn't go yeah. back. Well, you know what? I, can't blame you for that. I don't think that was a bad decision. And then this was the second year in a row where we did the two day and that might be switched up a little bit for next year. So yeah, it was, it, it was about an hour, hour 45 minutes to get to that lake from the house. So, okay. Couldn't see making that, that drive. Yeah. Don't, don't blame you there. I caught one fish on day one and zero fish on day two. So we tied on day two. Nice. So there you go. Oh, and I did not, I didn't have service the whole day, Saturday, fishing the classic and halfway home. I finally hit service and I get my happy birthday video from Billy. Oh yeah. I made a Facebook made a, messenger. Yeah. 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 I, I definitely chuckled at that. Yeah. I, I think I was, was, was I on the water? You was on the water and you're, you're like, well, I'm not catching fish. So uh, we'll, I'll send you a happy birthday message. <laughs> Hope you're catching fish. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, looking, um, you know what? There's there's something else I wanted to bring up. So there was a, a announcement made on Facebook that you, because it's about this time in a podcast, I'd ask about sponsors and who you want to thank and all that. But you are on a pro staff. Tell me about that. Um, I got 
last night I got invited to be on Raccoon Creek Outfitters Pro Staff Team. So a huge thank you to Bobby and Dustin Hoy for, for putting me on their team. Um, I, they, it's been in the talks for a while, I think, but I think Dustin's wife, Bobby, wore him down enough and he put me on there. Because all, <laughs> all of her Facebook posts, whenever she, she talks about us guys fishing, she's always got, you know, the team members that's fishing the Classic and Dustin was driving and had us all listed. And then you, you kind of pick on Dustin. You'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. That's just her doing that. And she's like, you're on there. <laughs> it was kind of funny. It makes sense, man. You're obviously part of that part of that team. You represent the the family atmosphere that they have. You know how to catch fish. You're fishing out of a bona fide 127, so it just seems to make sense. So now the pressure's on. It is. You got to represent. Yeah, I was always representing, but it it, it does it. You do feel a little bit more pressure once your you know your name's actually on there. So. We'll see how it goes. I got a couple months to prepare. I did get put on, uh, what was it? It was a, right before we left, the night before we left for Kentucky Lake for the, the KBF tournaments, I got uh, a message from Venom Lures that they put me on their pro staff team. I forget what month that was. It's horrible. I think it was August. They put me on their team. So I actually okay. made two, two pro staffs this year, which was, I wasn't expecting either of them, you know. Congratulations. On both of those, I mean, one of the big things is just supporting local businesses. It's one thing to be on a pro staff, but, you know, Venom Lures, that's local. Raccoon Creek, obviously local. That's huge. So Yeah, they're both local, and they're, they're kind of intertwined with one another. So it's yeah. a cool deal to be with. Well, congratulations on that. And then they're both going to be um, – they're going to be at the fishing expos, right? I heard a little bit of talk about that. Yeah, yeah, both of them are going to be at the fishing expos, and it's January and February. Okay, Cincinnati, so the, Columbus. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, anybody man, hears this, get out there and see us. Heck yeah, and buy some stuff. Right. Yeah, and uh, I remember last year they brought. It wasn't just kayak. I mean, if you want to buy a kayak, you know, come out there and buy a kayak. You know, by all means. But they also have hats and t-shirts, and there's a lot of stuff you can you know, stop by the booth and meet some people and, um, you know, support, support them. And then I know at the Columbus Expo, uh, BKFT will be there. I don't think we're going to be at the Cincinnati one, but we're definitely going to be at the Columbus Expo. So, you know, anyone listening that hasn't, you know, had a chance to just talk with someone about whatever it is about rules, about the catch photo release, the identifiers, just what goes into signing up Tourney X whatever, you know, is, is maybe holding you back. Stop by the booth, check us out. Cause, cause we'll be down there. BKFT will be there as well. Yeah. Anybody that wants to get on our, what do we got? We got a messenger group of us. Some of us members at the BKFT that kind of all camp together. So if you want on that list, get a hold of one of us and you, we kind of book our campsites together. So yeah, we were close. Yeah. We got to get, there's some guys I know, um, um, there's a couple guys that like um, Joe McCall and 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 Robert. They'll they'll camp. Uh, sometimes they're in a different camp site, and and I did the same thing. That's how I know they did it because I was camping by them one time. And um, um, Robert Thompson, we gotta um, we gotta make sure we get everyone that we know camps 
get them all over there. Or maybe we're too loud. Maybe Joe doesn't want a campfire. That might be. I know. I know they were beside us at the at the East West Harbor one there we had in the summer, but oh, they were. We're, That's right. Um, yeah. yeah, they camped right beside us. Luckily for them, they dodged the picnic table too. All right, everyone. Well, that's all the time we have. <laughs> if, uh, if you don't know, go check out Billy Kayaks on YouTube and you can see my 10-minute explanation on how I drug a picnic table 500 yards <laughs> through or 500 feet through uh, East Harbor State Park. And then he killed a few plastic flamingos. Yeah, and some maybe some pineapples. I asked my son, and I said this on the video, I, I had him meet me at the corner because I felt bad the picnic table was in this in this guy's campsite. And I was like, Austin, I was like, Austin, how, how are we going to get the picnic table back to the campsite? He goes, well, same way you got it here. I'm like, man, I'm not doing that. I'm not hooking it to my truck. It's a couple things. If you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh, out, laugh at? That's number one. Number two, I had to get ahead of that one. Because everyone was going to find out anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it happened first thing on the water. Yeah. Everybody was talking about it. We were all on that huge, you know, harbor, and it didn't take but five minutes to make it clear across. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a podcast recently, and they were talking about, you know, just being sleep deprived. And they said that if you only have four hours of sleep, you're considered legally drunk like the same. And I know we've all stayed up a little later than we should have, but, um, well, that was a nice big storm. <laughs> I don't think anybody had an hour of sleep. It was, that was a horrible storm. Yeah. Yeah. Giant storm came through first time taking my kids out camping and I'm telling them, no, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And then giant storm comes through. I can't believe they want to do it again. Yeah, same with mine. I couldn't believe my youngest slept through it. She didn't even hear it. But, uh, yeah, my kids are ready to do it again. Yeah, and then, um, so I, for those who don't know what happened, I, I drug a picnic table through. I, I had strapped some stuff down to my trailer to secure it because of the wind. And then in the morning, I drug a trailer and a canopy through the campsite. The only reason <laughs> I, I kind of spoiler alert on what happened, right? Yay is because then I still went fishing that morning and I left my four kids at the campsite in like 90 degree summer weather. And, and, um, uh, you know, Kyle and, and, you know, Kyle's family and Bobby's family were there, their wives were there with all their kids. And they were, I mean, my kids were talking about it for, you know, more than a week. They fed them, you know, fed them breakfast and took them in and kind of, <laughs> it's, it's, it's sad that they had to take them in at a campground, but, Dad kind of put it. Uh, our kids got along great, so regardless, they were going to spend time with them. So, yeah, so that's great, man. Hey, well, listen. Um, is there anyone else that you wanna you wanna thank, or any other sponsors? Any any shout outs? Anyone? Uh, definitely a big shout out to my wife. Uh, told her this spring what I was going to do, and she basically took care of everything while I was gone. So held down everything, rooted me on. So. Huge shout out to her. And then all the, the guys at Raccoon Creek for taking me in, showing me things. Endless supply of knowledge. So if there's any lakes or any bait, anything going on, you message them, they tell you what's going on. 
So, so I did kind of mention earlier and we'll, we'll leave it. We'll, we'll end the podcast after this, but I did mention earlier that you caught a 21 inch bass. Um, and I saw some other big ones you caught this year. So clearly, you know what you're doing. Why don't we do a tackle tip? I didn't tell you I was going to do this. Did I? I didn't tell you. You didn't, you didn't tell me this at all. Let's do a tackle tip with Kyle. Give me a, what, what, what's your favorite? Forget about the conditions. If you could pick the perfect day, perfect conditions, perfect lake, what's your favorite tackle to throw? And then give us a little bit of a tips on the technique. Wow. To be put on the spot. You're dragging a worm. Maybe you're throwing a spinner bait. Maybe it's a jackhammer. I don't know. See, there, I could do all three, and I'm happy with all three. I don't – if I had to pick a bait and go to – because if, if I was struggling and I needed to get back to the basics, I'm going back and I'm Texas rigging a speed crawl. That's, okay. That would be my, my go-to, get back, get down, get dirty. I got confidence in it. So, But, yeah, yeah. any of the other three that you said, I'll throw. I mean, I threw a – a one ounce jackhammer at Kentucky Lake in a Creek with a huge pit boss on it was catching fish. So I mean, I do some crazy things and I, people look at me and shake their head and, you know, Bobby gives me dirty looks all the time. He said, but if it's working, it's working. So I just, I guess I'm new enough in the game. I'll do something completely crazy and off the wall and catch fish with it. Well, well not to go back on my word, but I'm going to keep talking. How, uh, how many rods do you take out with you? Uh, pre-fishing, eight or nine. If, if I get a day to pre-fish ahead of time, I'll take eight or nine rods. And it's got anything and everything tied on it. And then hopefully by the end of the day, I've got, you know, narrowed down to, to three. But there's been days I still take the other eight or nine out the next day. But I like to get down. And I'm, I may have eight or nine, and I already use two. But I take them with me. I know the 127 has that that on the nose. You have that little spot where you can kind of put the rods. How do you take that many rods out in your 127? Uh, I've got some rod holders that's that's back on my crate. But um, here goes a sales pitch. I got my uh, Yak Attack rod stager that I have on the side of my boat. It, it has room for two rods and one paddle in the middle. I don't even put the paddle on there. I use it for three rods. And then the rest are behind me. So my go-to rods that I know I need to get quicker right there on my rod stage are right at my hip. Okay. I if think you don't know, have is it kind of like that, that like bullwinkle or whatever, but it's on the yeah. side. Yeah. yeah. It, I guess you could explain it as a bow, a bullwinkle, but yeah, that's what it is. You put on the side. You got two of them. And everything's right there. It's right, right where your hand's at. So. Yeah. Anything else you want to add or any, anything you need for me? No, not, nothing on the record. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on here. Really just want to, you know, have everyone with BKFT get to know everyone. I kind of, I feel, I feel guilty. I have all these, not guilty, but have all these experiences where I meet all these amazing people. And I want to share that with our, you know, with our BKFT family. So um, I hope we were able to do that today and Good luck next year. I hope that schedule comes out here pretty soon. I appreciate you coming on here, man. I appreciate you having me, Billy. All right. I'll talk to you later, Kyle. Bye. Yep. Bye.